Hi, I'm Damon. And I'm Neva. Welcome back to Grace Together. So we'll be kind of finishing up our series on excuses today. Um, although if you um, have any other excuses that you've dealt with or heard about um, as to why people don't practice hospitality on a regular basis, please send them in um, and we can do another episode later on. Um, today, we're going to be talking about what if I have small children in my house? Um, so Neva, what would you say to those people who are wanting to practice hospitality, yet struggling with the idea that they have small children uh, in the house? Well, I would say that's great. Uh, now's the time to start teaching your small children how to um, display hospitality. Now's the time to bring the family in. You know, we've talked about making it a, a family affair. We've talked about getting everyone involved when you're going to be having people over. And so I understand that it you know, having a house full of small children definitely changes the dynamic. We are at a place now where we don't have a house full of small children. But we did when we started. We have four children. And when we, we first started practicing hospitality, we had all four kids at home. We did. Mm -hmm. And and actually, um, our kids are spaced in such a way that, that, you know, we had a high schooler, a middle schooler, a uh, um, grade schooler. And a kindergarten or um, a preschooler mm -hmm. all at one time. And so we definitely had some interesting dynamics. And yet hospitality was still something that we made um, a time for and we were intentional about. Mm -hmm. Right. So what about um, how do you have people over and still put your kids to bed on time? Well, I think you have to be really creative. I think that you have to think outside the box in, you know, in terms of before kids, you have unlimited time, so to speak, you, your evenings, you can do whatever you want for however long you want to. And when you have kids, you suddenly have routines and structure that it's really important to keep. But at the same point in time, it's still important to engage in hospitality. And so I think, um, you know, we're just going to go back to what we say a lot, which is you have to be creative and you have to um, think about how you can have people into your home when your kids are still up and and awake or depending upon the, the couple that you're having over, you know, when they're in bed already. And so I think I would um, say, you know, if your friend's have children as well, a great time to have people over is on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, especially during the warm, you know, nice months out of the year. Obviously in the winter, this wouldn't necessarily be the case. But Sunday afternoon after nap, where everybody can just be outside. You can be out in the backyard and grill and it's easy and um, everybody has a good time. And, you know, kids love to just run and play. And so I think that that would be my ideal. Um, when I have, when I had small children and, and we would have people over, it would be in an environment that the kids could just kind of be free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned, um, you know, your regular routine, um, and kids really need that in their life. They need a regular routine. And, you know, if you have a structured bedtime, um, there's no reason that you 
can't still implement that even if you have um, people over for dinner. Because the reality is, is that, you know, most of us have had kids and we all understand because we've been there. And so if, you know, if you want to take, you know, 10 minutes or so uh, in the middle of your, you know, uh, guests being there to put your kids, kids to bed as you normally do, then do it. Um, and then, you know, then you can go back to, to a great conversation and, um, and will there be interruptions? Probably because kids, you know, they tend to get out of bed, you know, <laughs> when they're not supposed to, but I mean, that's just a normal part of life. Uh, right. So if they get out of bed, you know, calmly just do the same thing that you would do if you didn't have guests there and put them back to bed. And again, most of us have had kids and we understand. So it's not, it's not like it's going to be a, um, a horrendous, you know, interruption or, you know, um, something that'll just mess up the whole, you know, evening. It's just part of life. And we're not asking you to, to do something that's way outside of normal part of life. It's just part of life. Well, so as I'm listening to you, the thing that comes to my mind in that part of life is when your three-year-old throws a temper tantrum and you don't have any control over that. So you have people in your living room and your child is, um, you know, just absolutely determined that they're going to win and they're throwing a fit. I mean, how, how do you handle that? You're right. Kids can throw a fit sometimes and, you know, do all kinds of stuff that is inappropriate and whatever. But you know what? Your friends, the people you invite over, they understand. They're understanding. Um, and just, you know, deal with it how you need to deal with it. What if your friends judge you for it? I mean, what if, or what if they're not friends? What if they're just a couple that you have invited over and you don't really know them well, and you have a child that has a total meltdown, um, and then your your guests have opinions on how you should handle that? That could be really awkward. So, how do you gracefully deal with a situation like that? I would say deal with it how you would normally deal with it. Everybody has an opinion on how everybody needs to be doing something. We have an opinion on how people need to practice hospitality (laughs) and we're sharing it right now. (laughs) Okay. But I'm saying like, so if the person that is, um, you know, one of your guests feels that you should discipline your child in a certain way, you know, when you come out and, and they tell you how they think maybe you could manage your child, um, then it could become awkward. So how, how do you handle that? I would say that it opens up a, you know, conversation to have a dialogue about, you know, you may have, um, opinions on how, children are supposed to be raised. Other people may have uh, opinions on how to discipline your children or discipline children in general. Um, Open up a dialogue and maybe uh, each of you will, you know, learn something um, that the other person didn't know. Yeah. 
So I think, you know, I'm just envisioning a, you know, screaming, throwing a fit child, which, and I have a grandchild, so I still encounter that on occasion, but I am thinking through the question that I asked you. And, um, I think that if someone's in your home and they're offering kind advice, I think you're right. You can open up a dialogue, um, with it. And I think that, I think that we all have different you know, opinions and perspectives on how we raise our children, like you said. And so I think that you very easily can say, you know what, I really appreciate your perspective on this. And, and, you know, thank you for sharing it. I, something that we'll, we'll talk about because we always can have, you know, more information. We haven't raised children before. And, and so I think you can gracefully, um, acknowledge, what is being offered to you and appreciate the heart that is behind it and then move on. And, you know, sure you can have a conversation when they leave and say, Hey, you know what? <laughs> Did their perspective change how we're going to manage our children and, you know, do what you're going to do with that. Absolutely. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So we got a little bit into, um, I mean, dialogue that is really good because these are the, these are the things that happen. These are the reasons that we're having this conversation is because sometimes hospitality does get a little messy and it does get a little challenging. But let's go back to some things that you can do um, to still continue to um, have people into your home and at your table when you have small children. So one of the biggest things that I would say is just make it fun. Think of things that you can do. Going to be creative here again. And I'm going to throw out a few ideas that just came to my mind really quickly. I think if you have friends that have small children or if the people that you were inviting have small children, then you can put your heads together with them even to determine some ideas or ways that you can creatively entertain your children so that you can have some good adult conversation while you're gathering. Um. You know, one of my ideas was just do pizza and movie night and um, plan a PJ party and popcorn for the kids. So the idea is that you're going to build up to the popcorn party, the PJ and popcorn party. So maybe the kids aren't going to come in PJs. They're going to come dressed and there's going to, you know, be um, some playtime and pizza time and then kids are going to go put pajamas on and they're going to move into the movie and popcorn part of the night. And so, you know, kids are kids. So depending on the age, they're going to quickly, you know, be distracted and, and you're probably not going to have hours of good conversation with your friends, but it does create some space for adult conversation. Um, however small it might be <laughs> when you do something like that. So it's just that kind of creativity. You know, you could do a, um, a fancy dress up dinner party where you make a big deal about everybody getting dressed up and going to the dinner party. And, you know, it's going to have, um, fancy plates and, you know, candles or with children. I mean, I recommend, um, battery operated candles, but candles and, you know, lighting and music and, you know, a grown up dinner party. I mean, kids love that sort of stuff. And so the dinner then is the main event, but, the caveat for your kids is that after the dinner party, 
you know, then it's going to be grown up time and the kids are going to do this. So you just kind of set them up for what's next. So they had a big part of the big event. So then they're ready to go play and you have some grown up time, um, you know, or a tea party, or like I said, just be creative where you just really think about, you know, your kids, what they like, you know, if you're sports minded, same sort of thing, what can we do that's really going to make it fun for them, but still allow some good moments of adult conversation. Right. Yeah. And aside from that, if you have the the resources, then, um, you know, you hire a babysitter uh, that to come into your home and uh, uh, watch your kids uh, while you are your guests are over. Or you could, uh, if you have close family, um, ask grandma and grandpa, you know, brothers and sisters, um, other other family members, uh, if they're willing to to watch the kids for a little bit. Um, and if, if you don't, I'm sure that uh, you have other friends that have kids as well. Try doing a like a babysitting swap on a rotational basis so that um, all of your families can enjoy and practice hospitality um, it, you know on a regular basis. Yeah, that's a really great idea when you um, threw that out. I thought you know that I, I've heard of things like that before, um, but when you're really intentional and you're you're goal is hospitality. And if you have three or four different families and you're all on the same page, you know, that's a great way to, um, manage your time and your children so that everyone has some opportunities and it doesn't cost anybody, anyone, I mean, or anything. I mean, the family that has, you know, 10 kids for two hours, (laughs) they may be feeling like there's a little bit of a cost involved. Um, But again, a really good idea. Well, but then, you know, yeah. So so that family has all the kids for for one um, afternoon or evening um, while you practice hospitality. But then, you know, the next week or whenever, then, you know, you have all the, the children while they are practicing hospitality. Um, so it really gives um, everybody uh, an opportunity to, to share uh, in this wonderful um, um, practice. And, and it also, it, you know, again, it, it, it teaches your children um, hospitality. So what if you have um, friends that have kids, but you don't have kids. So if the majority of your friends have children, but you don't, and so it's a little harder, it feels a little harder to have them to your house because you don't have anything for kids. Your house isn't really set up for kids. And well, if you have the, if you have the, re- again, if you have the resources, then maybe you could um, help with uh, babysitting costs. And you can also, um, if you're in a, like a, a ro- rotational kind of swap, even though you don't have kids, you can serve others. You can serve your friends by watching their kids for them while they pro- practice hospitality um, in their homes. So you could kind of be the MVP. You could, when one family has all of the kids, you could go hang out and help, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. So that it's not such an overwhelming, you know, I mean, depending on the number of kids, you're just kind of sharing the load 
to help your friends, but then at the same point in time, it maybe mm. gives you an opportunity to um, engage with kids and and that family in a different way. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine um, what your your friends who have kids how how they would respond if you said to them, "Hey, let us watch your kids for you know an evening, um, so you guys can." have some people over and have some adult conversation. I mean, what do you think that their response would be? Yeah. That's talk about, um, practicing hospitality. Huh? Right. Yeah. So you're, you're practicing hospitality even though you're not there because you're, you're serving your friends so that they can enjoy an evening with other adults. That is hospitality. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that is good. Just looking at it, um, from a different a different perspective or different direction. Mm -hmm. So what if, um, well, actually I'm going to ask a question and then I might answer it because you might have big white eyes with this question. (laughs) Um, so what if you have people over and you don't have small children any longer and their small children have, um, you know, food allergy issues or, um, you know, just any it's other specific type of issues that might make it a little more challenging for you to um, know exactly how to serve, you know, the, that specific child or those specific kids in your home. Well, I mean, communication with the parents is uh, in advance is key. I, I think that you just, I mean, just ask. Hey, are there are there any you know special food requirements or are there any special um, you know needs that would might need to be addressed um, during the evening? Just know in advance and you know again be prepared to to serve. Um, it's having people into our homes and practicing hospitality um, is you know we step outside of our comfort zone for a little while so that others can have comfort for a little while. And, um, you know, again, that's just, that's part of serving other people is to, you know, communicate with them and then go out of your way to, uh, make arrangements or, um, create the atmosphere, uh, where those things can be addressed. Okay. So I've got one more. What if, wow, honey, you're being tough on me. (laughs) (laughs) They just keep coming. Um, so, what if you? you well, wait, know, let, wait. Let's go back. How would you said you were going to answer your own question? Well, you answered it really well, though. Okay. So, I so I don't know <laughs> okay. that I really have much to add to it. Okay. I think that if I were going to add anything, I think it would just be, um, you know, we don't have a, um, and this is going to lead into my next question, but we don't have kids any longer. So we don't have a lot of toys or, you know, I mean, our house just isn't set up like that anymore. We have our grandson's toys all over the house. (laughs) Well, you're right. We do. We do. Now that we have, we have some, we have some boy toys now that we, you know, have a grandson that comes regularly. But, um, but I think that again, that communication and just, you know, asking the family that is coming over, Asking them, you know, if there's anything specific that their kids enjoy doing or, um, you know, just letting them know that you really don't have a whole lot of entertainment for their children. Um, 
Is there anything that they would like to bring that would help um, to keep the kids entertained a little bit and and just kind of have a conversation with them? I guess is you know really going back on what you said is have a conversation with with the parents and be prepared for um, some kind of entertainment for the kids, whatever that might be. And and then that leads into my second question, which is, you know, what if my house is not kid proof? What if my house, you know, now is nice and um, it's not really an environment for children to play in? And I'm nervous about having families with kids into my home because I want my home to stay nice. Well, I, the way we kind of look at it um, in our house is that, yeah, we have some nice stuff and there's some, some things that, that, um, that are breakable and stuff like that. It's, you know, we just pay attention. We pay attention to, you know, the kids coming around when we've had several um, uh, parties where we've had, you know, 20, 30 kids, um, over here at any given time. Um, and we just, we just kind of pay attention and, and, uh, um, cause I would say that our house is probably not kid proof. Um, but the bottom line is it's, you know, it's all just stuff. And, um, if something gets broken, it can probably be replaced. And so are you more worried about your stuff or about, serving and, um, practicing hospitality for, for others. Yes, that is, that is our perspective. Um, we have definitely had, um, I think the mindset that stuff is stuff and relationships are always going to be more important than stuff to us. And we have furnished our home accordingly in the sense that we do not buy the most expensive of anything in as far as furnishings or, you know, whatever, because we don't ever want our stuff to be more important than people. And, um, that's how we personally live our life. If you have something that is very precious, that is, you know, an heirloom or, um, you know, just is not, um, you know, you can't put a value on it then I think my suggestion would be if you're going to have people over with children, then it's a good idea to just put it away. Um, get it out of, out of the space, you know, where, where there could be some damage. Um, and, you know, and, and I'm going to go back to really what we said in the last episode, which is you can kind of choose where you're going to entertain people. And so if for you, because of, of your stuff, you know, the, your living room, isn't the place to have a family, well then do it in your family room or, um, you know, do it in your kitchen or do it on the back patio, you know, find a, find a spot that is going to be the most appropriate spot for a family with children. But still, I think you need to have the mentality of, you know, move it or accidents happen. And that has really been, what our perspective has been is did accidents happen and, you know, stuff is stuff. And so everybody obviously has to kind of fall where they will, um, you know, in their own hearts with this conversation, mm-hmm. but that, that has been how we've handled it. Yeah. 
yeah, that's some uh, that's some great advice, honey, for those with uh, with with small children. Do you have anything else to add at this point? Yeah, I think um, you know this was this was fun. This was actually a question that was posed to us today, and and so we kind of went with it. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas on how to practice hospitality when you have small children. We certainly, you know, don't don't have all of the answers. We just have some ideas and thoughts based on our own experiences. And I think that as we wrap up, you know, my encouragement would be that you can um, you can always make a way to do what you really want to do. And so if it's important to you to practice hospitality, if it's important to you to have people at the table, if it's important to you to build community, and that's really what we're talking about. That's what our heart is. Our heart is that you are building community. You are growing community in a positive way. Then you'll figure out a way to do that, you know, and, and, um, and we're excited to hear some of the ways that you think about, um, serving other people and practicing hospitality in your stage of life and in, um, in your own homes. So, now that we've kind of went through a number of, uh, of excuses why um, sometimes we don't practice hospitality, it's time to start getting into the, to the nuts and bolts of, um, of how to host, um, who to invite, how to invite, um, those kind of things. So join us again next week uh, where we'll begin to talk about the practice, the practical practice of practicing hospitality. Don't forget to like us and follow us on social media and share with a friend. We look forward to seeing you back here at Grace Together next week. 